Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hey there. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hillica. I just want to check in with you. Um, I, I don't really like the question, how are you doing? Because I know it's so nuanced, but how are you doing in this moment? How are you feeling in this moment? I would love to hear from you if you feel like messaging me and reaching out to me. You can message me on Instagram at Gravy Moms Haven. I would love to know, how are you doing in this moment? Um, just know that I think of you often. <laughs> Everything I do is to assist you and support you. And I love doing this podcast and I hope that it helps in some small way on your grief journey. Um, today I want to talk about why friends and family shouldn't be a replacement for therapy or coaching. So this is not to say that friends and family can't be a part of your support system. I, I think it's very, very helpful and useful when you have supportive uh, friends and family. There's this quote or thought around community and connection um, that when you have those, you do a lot better off um, when you have those in your life. But I want to share my thoughts about why I think um, friends and family shouldn't be your only support system and how they shouldn't be a replacement for the work that a therapist or a good coach can do for you. So again, you can agree or disagree with me. That's completely okay. I do not have a problem with people disagreeing with me um, or, or not, you know, you don't have to take this as fact or truth. I just want to share my perspective from my own experience. Um, this idea for this episode came to me because I've been in some ways trying to coach Justin, my husband, throughout the years. I have the skills to be his business coach, his life coach, his emotional coach. I know what to do. I know how to coach. I know how to ask the right questions. I know how to to do the things and I know how to help him with whatever areas that he is struggling with. But it just doesn't work when I am his wife. And the question I have asked myself as well, even though I love having those kind of conversations um, with him, I, I am like, <laughs> it can be frustrating sometimes for myself of how much I just love deep conversations. I love getting to the depth of something and I, I don't know, I just love it. But the question I keep asking myself is, is that, do I want to be his coach? Or do I want to be his wife? And the truth is, I just really want to be his wife and support him. I don't want to be in the other position. 
I don't want to be that person that's trying to keep him accountable in whatever way or to to ask him those hard questions, even though I do that in my life just as his wife. But I want to be his wife. I want to love him and support him and be there for him and listen to him and have him listen to me and have those things that a husband and wife do and not have that coaching relationship. Um, so recently... He hired a coach and it's just been so clear to me that this is a good thing. It's a good thing to have outside perspective, to have someone outside of your close family or friends to be your coach. Um, so I want to share some few reasons that I came up with just as I was thinking about this topic that I want to share with you. So the first reason is that they didn't choose to be your therapist or coach. And before you get angry at me, (laughs) I know, and you, I, I know I can hear you say you didn't choose this either. I know you didn't. And you absolutely didn't choose this. And it's so unfair. But a coach or a therapist goes into this field choosing to hold space. They're choosing to guide and direct. They have the tools, the skills, the capacity to do this work. They have made a choice to be that person for other people who are looking for it. Your friends and family, they are just trying to live their lives and they want to support you the best they can. Um, But they also have their own lives and they cannot be everything to you, even if they wanted to. Even take your spouse. They can't be everything for you. Your kids can't be everything for you. I know that I... I don't rely on everything on my husband, Justin, because he can't fill every bucket of need or need or desire that I have in my life. Um, I, I have to spread that out to other people and it can take a toll on them as well to be your support person. And if you can spread it out to other people, then it's just, you know, not just one person, uh, who is in that role for you. So, for example, in my own life, I remember I had a therapist and I also had a lot of friends and family that were very supportive and I'm super grateful for them. But I tried, I had a few people who were who were there all the time, always listening, but there was a, like times where I consciously made a choice to call other people in my life, um, who hadn't you know, taken a lot of that support role in my life yet. And I'll call them and talk to them. So I tried to spread out that between people and not just on a few people because it is a lot. It is so much to support and hold that space for somebody, especially when you're not used to doing it or maybe don't even have the skills yourself to do it. Um, I was talking to a friend whose brother died and she was sharing how she just needed to take a break from her family chat because her sister-in-law was sharing so much that it was getting hard for her to function in her own life and she needed to take a break. She was happy that her sister-in-law felt free to share and that she could, but she also realized how much of a toll it was taking on her own family and she needed a break herself. Again, I can hear you saying, well, I don't get a break. Why do they deserve it? My life is horrible and these people can just step out and go back to their lives and take a break. And I can never get a break. It's my life 
seven. And I know, I know, I got angry at that too. I was frustrated that I could never take a break from this pain. And other people could just go back to their whole complete families and perfect lives. And this is the fine balance that I'm trying to share is that the people in your life who love you, who want to support you, who want to be there for you, they need the space too. And they have families of their own. They have their own lives that they need to take care of. So absolutely lean on them, of course. I'm not saying at all that we can't or that we can't look for that support, but don't blame them when they need to take a break or need some space for their own mental health. So another thing that might be coming up for you that you might be saying is that they should be able to support you. They should be there. And the question I have is, should they? Do they? When you're in the horrificness, if that's a word, of the whole thing, of course it seems like they should. But do they have the emotional capacity? Do they even know how to? I would hope that they would be open to learning or at least trying. I really, really think a lot of people care and they they want to show their love and support. But many people don't have the capacity. They don't have that space. They don't have that ability. They don't know how to. I absolutely didn't know how to before Arya died. I was so awkward. I cared. I felt it inside of me. I just wanted to like take away their pain and I know I couldn't, but I didn't know what to do or how to show up. I was already so emotionally shattered myself and I didn't really have that capacity to hold space for other people. I didn't know how to listen without taking it all on me. So while it's nice to think that they should be supportive, thinking anyone should be doing anything, it's just more harmful to yourself and causing suffering to you. You cannot control them. You are not in charge of them and how they show up. And thinking that they should be doing it differently than they are is really only causing more suffering, anger, resentment, and bitterness in you. So when people show up and are support, supportive and helpful, it's an amazing gift. If you have this in your life, you are very blessed in that. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is sometimes family members and friends are too close emotionally to tell you the honest truth. And they are too in the weeds with you to see something from a different perspective, thus perpetuating or continuing the pain. And that is kind of the role that friends and family do play. Obviously, they might they might tell you, you know, the honest truth, but they're there to listen and to let you vent and to let you share and to let you talk. So I, I tried to, to trying to lay this out in a way that makes sense. But say you're having a challenge with a family member, but other family members are too emotionally invested on either side to be able to completely assist you with what you're trying to work through. So like, we can't control the other people in our lives, but if you're trying to talk with another family member who kind of has an opinion on which way it should be, it's a very emotionally charged situation. And it's kind of hard to take a step back 
when we're so emotionally charged and see the situation from a different perspective, not just your own. So when a family member sees it from your perspective, they feed into the notion that you are right and you are vindicated in the way you feel and you have a right to feel that way. And all of those other people, they're wrong. They're horrible. And I don't know. I I just feel like this breeds more discontent, more disconnect and anger. And in the end hurts you more than helps you. So... In some ways, yeah, okay, so let's go into the next one. (laughs) The last one that I wanted to share is that a good coach or therapist should challenge your thoughts and your way of thinking or assist you in clearing blocks and bringing new perspectives. They should be giving you tools and ways of moving through the pain and the grief And a lot of times the people in your life, your friends and family don't have those tools. They don't know what they are. They don't know that they're even available. Sometimes you just need someone to listen, which is what friends and family can do or hopefully they're doing. And you don't want your friends to be your coach. Like, for example, like I shared, I tried to coach my husband. It just doesn't work that we have too close of a relationship And when I've tried to share something in the past, he's not very open to hearing it from me. But from a coach that he paid, he's way more interested in hearing what they have to say and be open to the ideas from them. So that's not a problem for me. It's what I've learned that it's okay that sometimes we need outside perspectives. And we kind of need someone who's a few steps away from our own bubbles for us to be open to a different perspective. So again, while friends and family can be good Uh listeners and sometimes good helpers, a good coach or therapist Uh should be assisting you with moving forward, guiding you through processing emotions, giving you tools to cope, and assisting you in learning how to live after your child dies. These are completely different skill sets and tools. And so if you are only leaning on friends and family and you haven't invested in a therapist or a coach, I'm telling you, you're missing out on a whole other side of assistance and support um, and tools and resources that are available to you that you're missing out on. So it's not that you can't talk or share with friends or family, please do. But If you want to have more support and assistance and learning how to live alongside the grief, then go get yourself a coach or a therapist. Seriously, right now. Do not (laughs) pass go. Just keep, go and get yourself a therapist or a coach. And remember, not all coaches or therapists are created equal. So just because someone is a therapist or a coach doesn't mean they're good or what they say is the truth. There are some really crappy therapists And maybe they're crappy in the grief area and super useful in other areas. And this is the same with coaches. But if you've had a bad experience with a therapist or a coach, don't let that experience stop you from finding someone who is a good fit for you. Don't let that hold you back from exploring your options and getting some outside assistance. You won't regret it. Um, If you have been somebody who has had a bad experience with a coach or a therapist or someone, you know, you've tried and you're like, nope, they couldn't do anything for me. I just heard this example shared about like 
say um, when you're younger, you had dated somebody, gone out with, or you, you fell in love with somebody and that person was not the person you ended up marrying. Um, but you were heartbroken after you stopped dating them or it didn't work out. And what if you just decided that that doesn't work? Like you can't ever look for love again. You can't look for somebody to share your life with. Um, if you wouldn't have done that, you would have missed out on what you have now. Um, that's just kind of an example to think about it, how it can be for a therapist or coach. If you've had a bad experience, don't let that kind of cloud your experience in moving forward and finding somebody that is a good fit for you. So anyways, I hope this made sense for you and just really showed you why if you do not have a therapist or a coach, you are missing out on a whole other side of assistance and support that can be there for you. And don't put it all on your friends and family. Get yourself outside assistance and support. Your friends and family will thank you. Um, and they will be able to show up better for you when it's not all on them. And it's not all on you either. Like, it's not all on anybody. Just just get every single tool in your toolbox. I'm always rooting for you. I'm always thinking of you and really really want the best for you in whatever way that is for you in your life. Um, as always, take care until next week. Bye-bye. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Gravy Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for Gravy Moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.